Welcome to the political beatdown with Michael Cohen and Ben my zealous let's talk about what is the latest that's going on in the manhattan district attorney's criminal investigation of donald trump will a vote be taken tomorrow are indictments near are we gonna have to wait some more weeks we'll discuss as much as we possibly can given that michael cohen is indeed a witness michael cohen showing his miami u sweatshirt of course miami is in the final four we are not going to be talking about that on this show but i will give a shout out to uh miami Miami canes (laughs) miami canes and their team trump has riled up of course the maga lunatics who are seemingly every second going after michael cohen i want to get cohen's reaction to trump's statements in the wacko waco event that he held over the weekend on a few interviews that he did as well as what some of these grotesque cult members have been saying about cohen then finally we got to talk about special counsel jack smith's huge victory where the new chief federal judge in washington dc literally almost moments ago just compelled former vice president mike pence to testify before the grand jury when pence tried to object citing the speech and debate clause there was a a tiny amount of information that pence is allowed to not talk about about what happened while he was in the ceremonial role as president of the senate but basically this is a massive victory for special counsel jack smith michael cohen checking in with you how are you doing you know ben i am uh and to my brigaders i'm i'm holding it all together this this isn't easy there's a lot of obvious there's a lot of vitriol that's out there i mean it's truly amazing to me that somehow or another a man who has lied to his we'll call it to his people more than thirty thousand times that he still manages to convince them that whatever it is that he's telling them is truthful and accurate and even after the lies are dispelled even after it's proven whether it's by documentary evidence by testimony by fact by things that we see and hear with our own eyes and our own ears they still turn around and they make excuses as to why the mandarin mussolini is somehow right it's like you know you're wrong if you're right, you're right if you're wrong. And if Donald Trump happens to be wrong, he's always right. And the only wrong mistake is that somebody telling Donald that he's wrong. The whole thing is so circular and it's so it's so confusing. It makes no sense. It's like we're all living in the upside down world. It's nuts. Speaking of, of which here, let, let, let's show a direct example of that. So we all know in the past few days, Donald Trump posted on his social media platform a photograph of himself holding a baseball bat, uh, and it looks like he's going to bludgeon the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg in the uh, photograph. There's also posts that Donald Trump made calling for death and destruction if he is criminally indicted. These are the exact words that he used, death and destruction. Yet when he's confronted with it in an interview that he did uh, in the past day or so on, uh, it was an interview on released Fox, by it was an interview. It was a one-hour special interview on Fox with none other than softball, meatball thrower, Sean Hannity. My whole life, I have never wasted an hour like I wasted during this hour of watching basically Sean sit there and provide these softball questions that Donald still fucked up and that he still, (laughs) I mean, it's incredible. It's almost like, you know, Donald, you would never turn around and you would never have a photo of yourself holding a baseball bat at the head of the New York district attorney, Alvin Bragg. Now, would you? Well, Sean, you know, I, I retweeted it out, but when I retweeted it out, or really <laughs> it's on Truth Social, and, and you go on, a, and then he goes, I absolutely, there was no picture that was there. And so, so, he, so Donald, what you're saying is that 
there was no photo there that you would not, you're not condoning violence. Are you? Well, no, Sean, that's not exactly what I'm saying. And you sit there and you say, stupid. Just every answer that Sean wants you to give is an answer of yes. But Donald can't do that because Donald in his own mind is smarter than everybody else. He's going to lie thinking he's going to fool his, you know, his constituents. He's going to fool the Fox watchers. And I sat there and I watched it. And I have to be honest, it was beyond painful to sit there and to watch this bumbling buffoon answer questions that it's a yes or no answer. And the answer that Sean wants is a yes by giving you the actual question, right? Ben, you wouldn't eat that if it fell on the floor now, would you? And all of a sudden it's like, sure, you know, well, it all depends on if it hit the floor, the three second rule. And, you know, it's just nothing that the guy said was what Sean really wanted him to say. And then he starts going into only Donald can do this. He goes from A to Z in under a second in the same sentence, and none of it makes any sense. So you're just sitting there and you're bewildered at the level of ignorance and stupidity that's <laughs> emanating from his mouth, from that <laughs> gaping dumbass hole right underneath his nose. And look, you're not making any of this up. We have no. the tape for it. So does here's Salty, an example. Salty, does, he, does Salty have part yeah, of that yeah. video so, clip? So, so here's an example of Hannity basically saying to Donald Trump, <laughs> You would never just steal these records. And he would go, yeah, I, I could take them. I steal them. Here, play, play this clip. Play this clip. For decades, I can't, I can't imagine you ever saying, um, bring me some of the boxes that we brought back from the White House. I'd like to look at them. Did you ever do that? I would have the right to do that. There's nothing wrong with but it. But I know you. I don't think you would do it. Well, I don't have a lot of time, but I would have the right to do that. Right. I would do that. There'd be All right, let me wrong. move on. Let me Remember this. Yeah. This is the Presidential Records Act. I have the right to take stuff. Do you know that they ended up paying Richard Nixon, I think, $18 million for what he had? They did the Presidential Records Act. I have the right to take stuff. I have the right to look at stuff. But they have the right to talk, and we have the right to talk. This would have all been worked out. All of a sudden, they raided Mar-a-Lago, viciously raided Mar-a-Lago. I have tape. And I gave them tapes. You know, I gave them tapes of storage areas. I gave it to them. I could have held that back. I wasn't holding anything back that I cared about. I gave them tape. But you know the tape they don't want me to reveal? If possible. They've asked me, and I've, I've so far adhered to it. The raid itself. Wait a we minute. Have, I'll take that tape, I know and I'll would. air that tape. Everybody would take that tape. He literally said okay. he, you did it exactly. All right. So if this was, uh, what, what is it? Uh, what's the name of that game show? Eh, right? Uh, that's a, what, what is, what, what's yeah. the name of that stupid we'll, game? We'll work on those sound effects right? as we yeah, progress. The answer with to that is, eh, that's not what the Presidential Records Act actually is. It's called the Presidential Records Act of 1978. And I want to be, I want to read something to you. All right. Because it was changed after January 20th of 1981, all right, which was uh, the Reagan administration, and the Presidential Records Act changed the legal ownership of the official records of the president, get a load of this one, Ben, all right, from private to public, and established a new statutory structure under which presidents and subsequently NARA, which is the National Archives, all right, must manage the records of their administration. The notion that he thinks that he has the right to these records, I could take them. I could do whatever. I could look at them. You could look at these records while you are the president, you moron, while you are in office, you moron, not when you decide that you're going to box them, stick them onto Trump Force or Hair Force One, as the plane was known as, and send them off to Mar-a-Lardo to lock up in a, you know, in a storage facility at a public facility, which is Mar-a-Lago. It is not his home. It is a social club with members who pay and they put up bonds and they pay membership fee in order to belong there, right? He, of course, doesn't pay because it has his name and he managed and runs it, but he had these records sitting in a storage facility. And then he goes on to talk about how they knew that it was there and that they actually told him to put on 
another lock. And he said, no, 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 we already had a very strong lock. It was a very good lock. It was actually the best lock that you could buy. I mean, the, the level of bullshit that's coming out of this guy. You know, there's just an old expression we used to say when we were like in fifth, sixth grade. It's like, is your mouth jealous? I'm sorry, is your ass jealous of the shit that comes out of your mouth? And the answer for <laughs> Donald is emphatically yes. I mean, I know I sound like a four-year-old, like Donald, when I say this sort of stuff, but it's the only way to speak to Donald because that's how Donald Trump behaves, like a fifth, like a fifth grader. Even a sixth grader wouldn't even behave like this. There's nothing that comes out of his mouth that has an, any semblance of accuracy to it. It's one gigantic fucking lie after another, and yet his people, his people just keep saying, well, if Donald said that they were secure, that the FBI already knew that they were there, they didn't need to raid Mar-a-Lago, and they did a terrible job. You know, they were very aggressive uh, with all the people, and you know, they were pushing people around. I mean, first of all, he's denigrating our law enforcement agents. That's a real a real problem for me. Second of all, it's the same idiot that in Helsinki turned around and said, to, you know, that he believes Vladimir Putin over our intelligence agencies. And yet, once again, the guy keeps talking about wanting to be the next president of the United, the 47th president of the United States. <laughs> the guy doesn't stop lying. And He's not just lying about nothing. He's lying about significant things. No, Donald, you are not allowed to take these records. And Sean, had he been balanced and fair, could have easily said to Donald, you know, that's, Donald, that's not how the Presidential Records Act reads. So let's figure out whether you did or you didn't violate it, but no. He was going to call it quits right then and there. He's not going to press Donald because when you press Donald, what does he do? He tries to lie his way out of it, which only makes the matter worse. And if, in fact, as he's getting ribbed right now through social media by all of the late night comics on this stuff, all that's going to end up happening is he's going to get mad at Sean saying, why the hell would you ask me a question like that? And why didn't you just leave it alone? Why did you have to go ahead and press me on it? And so on. This is all your fault. Because one thing that we know, Donald is never held accountable in his own mind for anything that he does, anything that he says, or anything. It's never his fault. It's always someone else. You know, and, and there's something called evidence, right? And there is objective facts. We do know that after he left the White House in January of 2021, he packaged up this stuff. He stole it. He brought it to Mar-a-Lardo. Uh, the National Archives asked for it nicely. He lied. They asked for it again. He lied. They continued to ask for it. He lied. Finally, in January of 2022, he kind of cherry-picked documents to put in boxes and kind of slid inside newspaper clippings, secret uh, uh, sensitive compartmented information and other classified documents. The National Archives is like, whoa, this is some really classified stuff. This is, you know, you're hiding this in newspaper clippings. They referred it to the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice asked for it all of the stuff back. He lied and said it was all returned in January of 2022. They had to issue a search warrant from a grand jury because he continued to lie. Then Donald Trump had his lawyers meet with the top counterintelligence officials at the Department of Justice on June 3rd of 2022. They signed an attestation under penalty of perjury that in this little red weld legal folder, there were 37 classified records. They said this was it. There's no other record. Not one Ben, the, but two different people. Yeah, so you they had got two different people. I think Christina Hobb and yeah, they Christina Hobb and Evan Corcoran and Evan Corcoran. I mean, We're, he didn't just fuck over one lawyer, right? He fucked over another two lawyers. You know, which brings me to there's an article that's in the Intelligencer, which is written by I, I forget the guy's name. Um, he's just another one of these sort of. Um, 
publicity hounds that thinks he's going to make a name by trying to disparage me and my credibility saying that, you know, Michael Cohen should keep his mouth shut and that I am single-handedly hurting the Manhattan, the, the district attorney of New York's case um, regarding the hush money payment against Donald Trump and so on. Um, had he called me, I probably could have set him straight, but why would you want to do that when his goal, of course, is to, you know, write something thinking he's going to get those clickbaits or whatever else, you know, that gives him some attention. Truth be told, he's wrong in his article about several things. First and foremost, and I want my brigaders to know this, because obviously, you know, whenever we go and we do this show, there's always the the maggots that are out there, the haters that want to keep in the comments saying their stupid stuff. I am not a cooperating witness. I need people to understand that. And I was never a 5K1 cooperating um, witness whereby I received a single benefit from any of the information, any of the testimony or any of the documents that I gave to any of the agencies, law enforcement, Congress, et cetera. Not a single second of a minute, of an hour, of a day, of a month, of a year. I received absolutely nothing, and I and I didn't care. I, my goal was to continue to provide the information as requested of me and to speak truth to power, because I do truly believe that Donald Trump is a danger to our democracy. He could be the most dangerous uh, person that exists in America right now, at least certainly for the last, you know, 100 plus years. And, you know, when these people turn around, they say, oh, you know, you should keep your mouth shut. I have no obligation to keep my mouth shut. In fact, to be contrary to that position, it's why I'm here with Ben on our political beatdown with our brigaders talking to you providing you information and being transparent because that's a big problem in this country yep. right now is transparency. You don't see transparency. You know, the other day I just received, now it's the eighth month that I was supposed to have received information from uh, FOIA based upon the unconstitutional remand of me back to Otisville. Once again, we got the same letter that says that we're not giving you anything, even though uh, they are required to provide or to process 500 documents per month. Received nothing. Why? Because any one of those documents will show that the government under the Trump administration was complicit in an unconstitutional remand against a citizen at the direction of, and certainly in his mind, for the benefit of Donald J. Trump. This is a real danger to our democracy, and I will continue to be transparent. I will continue to speak as I want to speak, but one of the things that I am also is respectful to the district attorney of New York's case. I don't talk about the specifics. I'll talk about the generalities, but I don't talk about any of the specifics. On top of that, I did the same when I was testifying before the House Oversight Committee or the Senate Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence or the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence or when I met with the Senate Judiciary. All right, I will continue to be transparent because I believe that each and every American has an absolute right to know what's going on because we are not getting the transparency from the people that we've elected to be transparent for us. And so that's yep. why we're doing as well with this political beatdown as we do. It's why on my Maya Culpa podcast and I speak to other um, you know, individuals who have knowledge of what's going on, regardless of what the issue is, I always try to provide transparency without interfering on an investigation. So to these haters that are out there, right, I turn around and I say, shame on you. Truly, and I mean it, shame on you for being so blind and ignorant and willfully stupid in following a guy like a Pied Piper right off the cliff of stupidity into a dumpster fire. That's unfortunately who you are. And it's sadly, you know, what's becoming of a too big of a portion of this country. You know, well said. And, and when I when I watch that interview that Trump had with Hannity, though, I'm always reminded, though, what a coward 
he is as well. Not just a gaslighter, right? But when he's actually confronted with the situation where he knows that he's caught, he comes up with some ridiculous excuse. And, and to me, it's like, you know what? If you're going to go there, just own it. Just say you did it. Just say that that's what you meant, because we all know that's what you meant. But really, you're going to blame it on Antifa. You're going to say, oh, it was it was the leftists who did it. You did it. We, we know you did it. And a perfect example of this was that baseball bat photo that I talked about, where he clearly posted a photo of himself holding a baseball bat, looking like he was going to hit Alvin Bragg. He posted it. But when he was asked about it, what he said was, the reason I posted that was I was just promoting Made in America. That was a Made in America promotion. Here, watch this clip. So well, all this information that came out in your favor, you talked about death and destruction. And then you, the baseball bat picture yeah. next to Alvin Bragg, and you did take that down. And my only question is why open yourself up to criticism? You have to understand that when the story was put up, I put up a story, we didn't see pictures, we put up a story that was very exculpatory, very good story from the standpoint of what we're talking about. And they put up a picture of me, and you know where I was holding the baseball bat? It was at the White House, Make America, Buy America, because they did a lot of Buy America things. And this is a company that makes baseball bats. Then they put next to that picture, a picture of Alvin Bragg. I didn't do it. They did it. The, the, I guess the people that do the paper or somebody put pictures together. But I was holding a baseball bat in order to promote Made in America. It wasn't on your post of Truth Social? No, no. What they did is we posted the story, but they had a picture up, but they then put a picture up, or the picture was put up that nobody noticed or saw, or that nobody thought was bad. These were two separate pictures. I was promoting made in America. You make these baseball bats instead of sending over to Japan and China and all other places where they're made. This was a company, good company, that makes baseball bats and other things like that in America. They took that right. picture from the White House and they put it up, and then they put a picture of Alvin Bragg up. I That's not only a Come on, okay. Do me a favor. Let's just all let's just all of us have a big guffaw over this one. First of all, I don't understand even the usage by Donald of the word exculpatory. That's not what the <laughs> word means. It doesn't even make any sense. There's nothing about having a baseball bat being exculpatory in any way, shape. I don't even know what word he was trying to use. I mean, it's almost like he had the word of the day written on his refrigerator and he felt that he had to throw it in there somewhere because it's not bigly or hugely or huge, right? I mean, it's... it. It just doesn't make any sense. But if I'm going to promote something made in America, how about <laughs> if you take the baseball bat and you show Louisville Slugger and underneath it made in America? That's not what he did. He was standing in an aggressive posture holding the baseball bat like he was swinging it at something, right? I mean, where is it showing? Why are you not then Donald pointing to the part on the bat that says made, made in, America, in America, right? Because that's not, he thinks he's a tough guy. He thinks he looks tough there like a Ray Donovan, um, you know, with a baseball bat walking around and he's going to fix Alvin Bragg. Now, there's a subliminal message that's being sent by Donald here. And it's not just to Alvin Bragg. And it's also not just to the prosecutors that are in the district attorney's office. It's to anybody, myself included, that thinks that they're going to get away unscathed by Diaper Donald, right, um, if this case moves forward. He didn't just do it to Alvin Bragg and to the DA's office. He did it to Fannie Willis and the district attorney's office there in Fulton County. He also did it to Jack Smith. He does it to anyone that dares, and I say it again, my friends, dares to hold him accountable and make him answer for things that he has done, especially answer when the potential repercussions could mean criminal indictments. 
That's what he's all about. And don't forget, he did the same thing to our unsinkable attorney general, Tish James. He's attacking her. He's attacking Bragg, calls them racists. Now he has a baseball bat, you know, to a picture. The guy is completely unhinged. And the fact that there are still people, do you know, Ben, that as a direct result of his tweet or his truth, whatever you call that untruth social shit, putting out that he was going to be indicted on Tuesday, which is clearly wrong. Uh, There was no information that he had whatsoever that would have, you know, shown that statement to have any veracity at all. He grifted more than $2 million from supporters saying that they're coming after your favorite president, me, and we can't allow this. You know, by the way, you also have to notice that when he's lying, when he talks, he doesn't talk, he sort of sings. He goes to different octaves and different head gesticulations with his hands and so on. It's really a, um, it's a tick, it's a tell tick uh, that Donald has. And all you have to do is just watch for those and you can see he's lying. You know, I mean, that's just, that's just who he is. Yeah. And, and and so there's that clip here. I want to show you this other one, though, oh, where he clearly posted that there will be death and destruction if he is criminally charged. And so when he's asked about that by Hannity, he, he, he just goes, I, I never said that. I mean, he actually said that. Play the clip. I will say this with death and destruction. I didn't say death and destruction. I said, the I'm afraid. Yeah. I said, I'm afraid that if they do this, which is a fake prosecution, where my worst enemies say that he's totally innocent. I mean, I can't believe people that have never been positive to me or defended me that don't like me, they're on the other side of the world. Uh, these are people that said, you can't do this prosecution. It will cause tremendous problems. I didn't say do something bad. I say I am afraid that people will do something because people are very angry about it. Yeah, people are very angry about it. Him, Don Jr., Eric, Kimberly Gargoyle, Lara, you know, um, you know, yeah, I mean, they're they're just a Melania. They're all just they're incredibly angry. You know, people from other sides of the world. Sure, sure, other sides of the world because we really care what foreigners believe as to our judicial system. Yeah, I mean, it's terrible what's going to happen. The death and the destruction. You know, this is again a very easy tell when it comes to Donald. He's projecting plain and simple and nothing more. This is merely Trump projecting what he wants to see. The same thing that he did on January 6th that Jack Smith will ultimately hold him accountable for. When he was at that wacko Waco rally at the very beginning of it, rather than do the national anthem, they rolled out the, they call it the January 6th choir. And they asked people to pledge allegiance to the January 6th insurrectionist song. And during that Hannity interview, Trump was bragging about that that song was, you know, a, a top of the charts on iTunes or something. And then that makes him feel like he's Elvis. Watch how he talks about these January 6th terrorists in this clip. By the way, that's on like three You're really days. beating this Taylor is, Swift, by the way. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, the J6 is beating Taylor Swift. It's yeah. Donald Trump and the J6 prisoners. The, the Pledge of Allegiance. On iTunes. And on Amazon wow. and on Billboard, which is the big deal, number one, Donald Trump. So now I feel like Elvis because now we've done The Apprentice. That was a great success. We did. Now I've done. Now I've done a recording or whatever you call it. But no, it was number one. And you know what that is? That's a tribute to the fact that people feel the J6 people have been very unfairly treated. Just. It doesn't get more shameful. Like it's shameful that that there is a major political party in the United States of America, the Republican Party, that supports that individual. That's become a cult. I truly long for the days where there could be civil discussions about policy and, and we could have debates about the size of the the government. We could have debates on taxes. We could have debates on where uh, the, the budget is spent on. We could have civil debates. 
But let's be clear, right? Like that's not conservative, right? That's not what a conservative means. And so we have to stop calling and we stop calling them this on the Midas Touch Network, but everybody needs to stop calling these people conservative. They are fascists. They are terrorists. When he's bragging about doing an anthem with the J6ers and you see Hannity's trying to coach him also, Hannity's like, you mean the national anthem? No, he doesn't mean the national anthem. He means that he created a song with the January 6th terrorists and that that's what's played at the beginning of the rally and they ask people to pledge allegiance to that. It's it's so hey Ben, you want to hear a very funny story when it comes to songs? Uh, a little over like five plus years ago, there was a song that was called Donald Trump and it was by a guy named Mac Miller. And um, that song did incredibly, incredibly well. Maybe we'll even say that it was number one for a while. And Donald Trump, he had nothing to do with this song. All of a sudden, he starts tweeting about it, that, of course, it's a number one song. It's about me and the yada. I mean, he was taking credit for Mac Miller and for the song simply because it's Mac Miller ended up sending him a letter. Hey, Donald, go fuck yourself, right? It's like, you don't want to make America great again. You want to make America white again. I mean, it was it was. It was crazy, but that's exactly the same shit that he's doing here. All he's done is replace, you know, the Mac Miller Donald Trump song with now a Pledge of Allegiance song, or uh, it wasn't the Pledge of Allegiance that it was. Um, what was the song? They call it like, like it's like the J Six Triumph yeah, song. Or it was the J Six Choir or something like that. Yeah, now, yeah, he's yeah. oh, of course it's going to be number one. Right. I mean, you know, I, I'm so proud of myself. It's great. A bunch of insurrectionists that smeared feces all over the people's house that broke windows that wanted to hang Mike Pence and kill Nancy Pelosi, that they have a song that's being purchased on Apple or iTunes or wherever the hell they buy it from, right, by these bunch of right-wing maggot morons. Yeah, congratulations, Donald. The same fucking fools that are feeding your coffers with money that they don't even have. Rest assured, all of the big money donors right now are so sick and tired of his bullshit that every day you wake up and you wonder, what's this lunatic going to do today? They are all walking away from him. And the truth is that most of the Republicans, and I'm not talking about, you know, these handful of these far right wing, you know, crazies. I'm talking about the bulk of the Republican um, Congress really, truly don't want Donald Trump to be the nominee. Now, they still are concerned about him because of his voting block, but they would prefer him just to go away. Go stay in Mar-a-Lardo, play golf, eat yourself to death, do whatever it is that you want to do. Just stay the fuck out of D.C. They don't want him there. They're just they're just afraid. They're afraid that what would what happened to, for example, Adam Kinzinger or, um, you know, uh, Liz Cheney will happen to them if, in fact, that they go against him. But slowly but surely he is losing that gigantic grip that he had. And now the beautiful thing is no matter what happens, and even if he stays exactly as we'll call it popular in the Republican world as he is and as strong as he is in that MAGA base, he has no chance of winning the election in 2024. So at least there's a good, you know, there's a silver lining for America in that. During that wacko Waco rally, I want to talk a little bit about that. Donald Trump referenced you. He's uh, utterly obsessed with you. I want to show you what he said at the wacko Waco event, and then I want to get your response. So let's play this clip of Donald Trump from wacko Waco. same person, believe it or not. You wouldn't think that could go to one person. It would be three, four, five. Over some of the most respected and prestigious people in the country and in New York City, some of the most respected lawyers testifying against. They look at 
All of these pages of documents, they went back to old cases that were summarily rejected by many prosecutors, highly respected prosecutors, Democrat prosecutors all, before including, and I will tell you, the existing prosecutor who said, this case doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. All of a sudden, pressure got put on him by Washington, D.C., and the case that didn't make sense, he said, let's go get Trump. They even had numerous prosecutors who resigned because I was being treated unfairly. That made me feel so good when I heard that. Think of it. People actually in a Democrat area, Democrat office, they resigned. Did you know that? They resigned. A lot of them resigned the office because they said, you can't treat a man like this. He didn't do anything wrong. But the two lead prosecutors, absolute human scum, I want to get your reaction to that, Cohen, but before we do, I just want to take a quick break. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Lomi. Now, I've never been able to compost before. It was always too complicated, too much work, and frankly, I don't think I even knew if I was doing it right. Then I got a Lomi. Lomi allows me to turn my food scraps into dirt with a push of a button. Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns scraps to dirt in under four hours. There's no smell when it runs, and it's really quiet. Thanks to Lomi, I have way less garbage each week. My family, we're down from three bags per week to just one. And here's something cool. My wife, she recently started gardening, and we've been able to use the scraps of dirt to help fill her garden. And since I got my Lomi, I throw out way less garbage. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane. Instead, I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I can feed to my plants. I feel so great knowing that I'm composting and creating soil instead of waste. I have a basically limitless supply of dirt for my garden. The other week I had my in-laws over for dinner and the food cleanup was a breeze. Plus, they think I'm super eco-conscious now. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com beat and use the promo code beat to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to lomi.com slash beat and use promo code beat at checkout. Food waste is gross. Let Lomi save you a cold trip out to the garbage can. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Fume. Cold turkey, it may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your wacky neighbor or some sketchy message board. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Now, not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time I used fume, I was shocked at how flavorful and fresh it tasted. Now, it's easy to hold and perfectly balanced and quite honestly, extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood material and sleek design definitely classes it up and I feel pretty darn cool holding it. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Head to tryfume.com and use code BEAT to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code BEAT to save an additional 10% off your order today. I actually got my fume right here. Try fume.com yeah, well, slash beat. All, All right, right, Cohen, your your response to Donald Trump at the Wacko Waco event calling you out. He's obsessed with you. Yeah, look, Ben, let, let me be very clear about something here. I don't think that even the folks that are with us right now that are Trumpers, that are maggots, that are just feel like trolling <laughs> comments, right? Even they're not buying the bullshit that came out. Yet Democrats, they quit because they're saying it's just not fair. You cannot do this. 
you know, it's just wrong. There's absolutely nothing that I did was ever wrong. And you sit and you listen to this circular logic of, you know, you remember in Young Frankenstein, the old one with Gene Wilder, when he goes, it's the nonsensical rantings of a lunatic mind. That's Donald Trump. That's the Frankenstein's monster that has been released on the world, not just to America, but on the world. And this son of a bitch needs to get put back in the cage because that in a, in a period of under 60 seconds, there's more than a dozen lies there. Oh, there's nothing that was wrong. Respected, respected attorney, New York respected. He's talking about Bob Costello and not just the New York Times, but I forget, there was a dozen different articles that were written about Costello in the fact that he put out these 300 plus emails, text messages, communications, and not one of them, not one from what I understand. I mean, at least that's, I'm just paraphrasing, you know, newspapers. It didn't hurt the case. It actually corroborated the things that I have been saying that Costello was involved with Giuliani and Trump, and the whole goal was to keep me in the camp because they didn't want what's happening right now to occur, and that they were throwing me under the bus, using me as the scapegoat, all the while using Costello as the, we'll call it the linchpin or so between Giuliani and Trump. I mean, this is not the way America, this is not the way democracy is supposed to work. So nothing that Costello, in fact, had Costello provided anything that would have given pause to the district attorney's office, they had me there waiting in the waiting room as a rebuttal witness. I was not needed. I was not called. They thanked me and sent me back home. Why? Because nothing that he said was relevant. Nothing, nothing was, um, you know, nothing that he said was injurious to any of the claims that I had made or to the claims that I had made. I mean, the whole thing is just ridiculous. The man lies with impunity. He lies the way that you breathe, you know. So what's the point to even comment? Is he obsessed? Of course, he's sending a message to me as well. Right. And he's sending a message to his, you know, crazy supporters, you know, about me, about the district attorney, about the DA's, um, you know, about the prosecutorial staff, about uh, Tish James, about again, uh, about Fannie Willis and her team and Jack Smith and his team on the two cases. This is the way that the man speaks. And I've said it over and over again. He speaks like a mobster. He talks in code. So he's allowing people to interpret what it is that he's saying the way that they want to instead of what we do here on Political Beatdown, which is to give you the raw and unfiltered truth on what it is that we're saying. There is no truth to his statements. In fact, his statements don't even make sense. If we actually stopped that clip and went slow, a couple of words by a couple of words, you would realize just how circular and stupid the comments coming out of his mouth are, that they don't even flow as a sentence, which is why he actually makes one of the worst witnesses ever to sit for depositions uh, or for a trial testimony. If you ever have a chance and you're bored and you want to have a good laugh, just Google one of Trump's testimonies in any case and read the way he answers the questions, and they're just comical. I mean, it's you, you would actually have to be a comedic writer in order to write it the way he speaks. And by the way, he's going to have to testify next month in the E. Jean Carroll case. He had not previously invoked his Fifth Amendment rights. He did horrible in that deposition. So we will, of course, be covering that here on the political beatdown when that takes place. I found the clip of before Donald Trump spoke and before some of these other speakers took the stage. And I'll just show you some of those so people get a flavor of what went down in Waco, Waco. This was the point where they said, please rise, not for the national anthem, for the J6 Choir's song, paying tribute to the insurrection. Play this clip. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise and place your hand over your heart for the number 
one song on iTunes, Amazon, and the Billboard charts. Justice for All, featuring President Donald J. Trump and the J6 Choir. And by the way, here is, so Ted Nugent was the opening act. Here's how Ted Nugent uh, started his speech. Play this clip. I want my money back. I didn't authorize any money to Ukraine to some homosexual weirdo. I want my money back. And so when they talk about that on Real America's Voice, which is the propaganda network, you have all these propaganda networks uh, that are rising on the MAGA Republican side. Just here's how Ed Henry, this is what the the clip that you just saw about Ted Nugent, this is how they talk about it. Play the clip. Exactly. Uh, His remarks, amazing, about Zelensky and I want my money back. He is channeling what a lot of Americans feel, not just at the rallies, but I suspect some of the real Americans we'll talk to in a minute. And people at home who are streaming this live, who are undoubtedly cheering along with Ted Nugent. And And they said that his statements about Zelensky were great. You know, Cohen, that same network, though, had somebody you know, on so there. And before we jump into that one, you know, just to give you an idea in terms of the language that they're using, there are many Americans out there that feel the same. Oh, there's Ted Nugent that, you know, using these abhorrent terms and describing Zelensky, who legitimately is a real hero, not the draft dodging bone spur bullshit of Donald Trump, right? I'm talking about a guy who's out there on the fucking front lines trying to save his country, not take it over and sell out national security secrets like, you know, big old number 45 there. I mean, shame on him for saying that. But there are people right here, you know, our brigaders that turn around, lock them up, lock them up, you know, on the chance. So on the same theory, we can all turn and say, you know, there are many Americans that think that Donald Trump should go to prison. And by the way, fuck you, Ed Henry, a guy who was me tooed at a fox, all right, you know, for being a fucking pervert and for attacking, you know, um, some fox producer. So before you sit there smiling like the asshole that you are, all right, and I happen to know Ed Henry, and I'm so fucking grossed out and disgusted by this shit that he's pulling right now. It's because he doesn't have a fucking job. After Fox shit canned him under the Me Too movement, all of a sudden now he's found Donald Trump. You should have heard the shit he used to say to me in private about Donald Trump. I mean, it's it's incredible. Now all of a sudden he's a big fucking champion because he's on this bullshit, you know, network that's out there spewing all sorts of stuff. Look, you know, Ben, there's so much stuff that we could, you know, talk about with that network. I don't even want to talk about them and their hateful rhetoric and give them a platform for it. They're just a group of disgusting fucking people who have no heart. They have no soul. They act in an un-American way. They're all about white privilege. They're all about this, you know, fake anti-woke agenda, you know, that they're so repulsed by. And now all of a sudden looking at the shit that they're doing now, it's Donald Trump against Ron DeSantis. And it goes back to what I had saying to you before, Brigaders, that anyone that he fears, he has to attack. That's who he is. Again, he's like a child. He's like a, um, he's just a, he's just an overgrown man baby who sits there and he just wants to, you know, he just wants to denigrate anybody that he has fear of. Let's not forget when they use the National, and I was involved in this, when we use the National Enquirer to go after people like Jeb Bush, Hillary Clinton, went after Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio. These are people that he feared. Now, the greatest is after, of course, calling Ted Cruz's wife ugly, um, turning around and putting Ted Cruz's father on the front cover of the National Enquirer, standing with a gun next to, um, what do you call it, Lee Harvey Oswald with the caption that Ted Cruz's father killed John F. Kennedy. I mean, this is a guy who's out there carrying Donald's water. This is just another fucking pathetic, pathetic excuse 
for a, for an individual, especially somebody that's wearing that congressional pin. When I see these assholes wearing the congressional pin and acting in the disgraceful, disgusting, un-American manner, and so it makes me, it truly makes me ill. And it's why I keep saying to all of you, it's why we need to share the Midas Touch Network with all of our friends. We're here and with the other shows, whether it's Mea Culpa, Legal AF, whether it's politics or whoever it is, that, that they, you're only going to get the unfiltered raw truth from us. None of this innuendo bullshit. You know, we call it as we see it. Now, that doesn't mean we're always 100% right, but to be honest with you, we're a whole lot more right than you get with an end Henry, you know, when Ed turns around with this other cackling buffoon standing next to him and they start playing all of this bullshit, trying to sit there and to, you know, appease an audience of one while simultaneously ensuring that they earn a paycheck. Well, fuck you, Ed, and let each and every one of us at some point today, you know, Send, send dear old Ed Henry a big gigantic fuck you from political beatdown. Well, um, you mentioned the Midas Touch Network. I do want to mention that we just passed 1 million subscribers over this weekend. And look, the good news is that more people are watching this show and this network than Fox. I mean, well, Ben, you have a lot to thank for me because if it wasn't for me, you never would have gotten to the one million. And so I don't understand why it's not called the Michaels Millions. I just don't understand it. You mentioned the National Enquirer. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that David Pecker was the witness who was called Monday afternoon by the Manhattan District Attorney. Pecker had previously uh, testified before the grand jury. He was called back. I don't think that is a positive development for Donald Trump. I think it demonstrates that the Manhattan District Attorney's office is continuing to move forward. Something that you have to know about this grand jury for from what we know, and again, things could change, but it is an afternoon, Monday and Wednesday grand jury by and large. So it starts, you know, afternoon and then it's Monday, Wednesday, know, Friday. And, and they have Fridays as well. Yeah. Um, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So they would be going back. We're recording this live on Tuesday. They'd be going back on Wednesday in the afternoon. And so, look, if there is a possible vote, it could take place tomorrow. It could take place Friday. It could take place next week. It'll take place when the evidence is fully presented and when the Manhattan District Attorney prepares look, uh, the case and, as know, it does. There's, there's a lot of different things to take a look at, starting with David Pecker. He was called in uh, by the prosecutors, not by Trump as a defense, which means one of only two things. Either there was some clarification or additional information that maybe Costello put there that needed to be debunked because Costello's a liar, just like the guy that he's representing, which is um, Steve Bannon, as well as um, Rudy Colludi. So, you know, it's either that or the grand jury who, and again, I appeared before them for five hours and I got a very good sense um, of them that these are very, very um, legitimate, interested individuals that want to ensure that they get this right. And you have to get this right because this is not, you know, this is not just anybody. And I know it's supposed to be a one-tier system for all, but it's not. It is a former president. This is unprecedented in American history. They want to get it right. And if the if the grand juror has a question or, you know, wants something, um, you know, in, in furtherance of, you know, information that they have, you know, taken, that they want to call back a witness. And so they did. Either way, I agree with you, Ben, 100%. It is not positive for Trump. And one thing I do want to say is it relates to this district attorney. Uh, he is methodical, and his team, who are truly excellent, they are going to ensure that all the proverbial I's and are dotted and the T's are crossed so that there is no issue when it comes to this indictment. Because again, the second that that indictment is notified, it, it, you know, they notify Trump of the indictment, um, all hell 
you know, will break loose in the MAGA world. They will, you know, look, they'll be grifting off of it, raising money off of it, attacking uh, witnesses, attacking the DA, no different than what he's doing right now. But there will be an indictment, um, you know, that he will, again, be speaking about. While we're all sitting and waiting for this to happen, one thing that I, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on this, Ben, is just be patient. If it happens Tuesday, tomorrow, Wednesday, great. If it happens Friday, great. If it happens on Monday, great. Doesn't make a difference. Accountability is what we all are looking for, and accountability is what we actually need in order to ensure that democracy continues. And you haven't been called to testify again, right? So as far as you know, you're done. No, as far as I'm aware, at this present moment, I am done. I am not expected to return, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, let's also talk briefly about special counsel Jack Smith's big win. Uh, the federal judge, the chief judge, Bozberg, James Bozberg, who replaced Judge Beryl Howell. Judge Beryl Howell served a discrete term limit. Now there's a new chief judge. Judge Bozberg was appointed by the Obama administration. And Bozberg compelled Mike Pence to testify before the grand jury. Um, Mike Pence put up objections. Donald Trump lawyers put up objections. Mike Pence said that in his role as uh, the vice president, he also serves as the president of the Senate in that ceremonial capacity. Therefore, he should be treated the same as a senator or a member of the House of Representatives for purposes of the speech and debate clause. Then Trump's lawyers argued for executive privilege. Trump totally lost. No executive privilege, Former presidents can't invoke it, even if they could, a compelling interest overrides it. On the issue of speech and debate clause, what Judge Boesberg says is, look, for the very limited time on January 6th, where you had that ceremonial role, fine, you, you could invoke that privilege there. Um, but for everything else, for all of the conversations leading up to the insurrection, the morning of the insurrection, other than when you're in that ceremonial role, you need to testify. You are compelled to testify. And Pence was trying to block that from happening like the coward that he is. So that is completely bad news for Pence, bad news for Donald Trump and good news for justice right there. And I think we'll end on this note. I want to end on a with a bit of humor. So I just want to show you some of Stormy Daniels responses to some of these Trump trolls who attacked her. So one Trump troll posted this weird photo because Donald Trump calls her this despicable name. And I agree with you. Stormy Daniels is an incredible person. She's shown a great deal of courage and she's a beautiful person. And for Donald Trump to call Agreed. her horse face is utterly despicable. But of course, this is the maturity level of the cult followers. So they post a photo of her to her and say, Stormy horse face Daniels got put away wet and she responds, tell everyone what kind of porn you Google without telling us. And then someone else said, Donald Trump wouldn't touch you with a 10 foot pole. And Stormy Daniels responds, true. He used a three inch one. As we wrap up the show, Michael ooh, Cohen, ooh, find ooh. the words. Ooh, talk about a beat down. Boom, right back to the mushroom pecker. Look, you know, on top of that, Donald and his maggots are out there. Now they're creating a whole new rumor, which is that uh, it wasn't even Donald who had the uh, sexual affair with Stormy Daniels. It was actually me, uh, which is great. And then Stormy, of course, responded back. I actually never met Michael uh, until the very first time I was on his podcast, which was a Zoom. Then again, I did actually meet her uh, at the Michael Avenatti trial uh, when she came in to testify. But short of that, you know, it's just comical the way that they'll lie and that they keep promoting lies, but shame on them. And yes, Stormy is a champ. She is taken more hits than most people know how to contend with, and she's still standing tall. So good for her, you know, and we should all just keep supporting, you know, people that are out there trying to do the right thing. 
Speaking of which, check out Michael Cohen's new book, Revenge, wherever books are sold and audio books are sold. Revenge, how Donald Trump weaponized the U.S. Department of Justice against his critics. Make sure you also check out Michael Cohen's other podcast, Maya Culpa, wherever podcasts are available. Make sure you subscribe to Political Beatdown on audio. So after this YouTube video ends, if you're just a YouTube subscriber, it is a huge help to the show if you subscribe on audio. So wherever you get your audio podcasts, please subscribe and leave a five-star review right after this show. It goes a long way to help. It's a small thing we ask of you. So if you can do that, we would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you are just an audio listener, make sure you subscribe to the Midas Touch YouTube channel. If you have yet to subscribe to the Midas Touch YouTube channel, as we just passed one million subscribers, make sure to hit the subscribe button right now. Make sure you share Political Beatdown and all the Midas Touch Network shows with friends, family, colleagues, coworkers, really anyone you know. None of this is possible without you, the brigaders out there, and you're really the secret sauce that makes this work because the power that each and you have is an exponential multiplying effect. If all you do is speak to one person or two people and they speak to a few people before you know it that is how we protect defend and preserve our democracy so it is truly an honor and a privilege for michael cohen and myself to do this show with you each and every tuesday and thursday live so thank you everybody for watching on thursday ben and i look forward to this believe me we we do look forward to spending our time with you so thank you for everything Special shout out to the Midas Mighty.